This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family, not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Hey there, welcome back to So Worth It. Today's episode, we're going to talk all about strategy, okay? And I'm not talking about ad strategy. I'm talking about full picture marketing strategy. I think this is so important to make the differentiation, differentiation. (laughs) Why do words always sound normal in my head? And then when I say them out loud, I'm like, is that how you say that? Is that a word? to point out the difference between these two things, because there really is a difference between ad strategy, which I I hear so much about ad strategy. Every ads manager, every marketer wants to talk about how important ad strategy is, but I disagree. If I'm being totally honest, I disagree. Yes, ad strategy is important, but you know what's more important? The big picture marketing strategy. And that is the foundation for all of your marketing. See, when people talk about ad strategy, what they're really talking about is tactics, okay? And there's a difference between marketing and tactics. Or I'm sorry, not marketing. There's a difference between strategy and tactics. (laughs) Strategy is really the big picture, okay? This is long-term goals. What is your business trying to accomplish as a whole? Or this quarter, okay, probably when we look at strategy is more than a month. It might even be more than a quarter. The reason that I say not just as your business as a whole, sometimes you can have strategy that is set uh, just for launching a particular product or a particular initiative. Okay. So it doesn't have to be like your whole business is about X, Y, Z. Therefore, you know, your whole strategy has to be this. Sometimes we do have to break these apart a little bit. So let's say that you're launching a new product, okay? You can create a strategy for that particular product launch, okay? It's the big picture. It's about defining your target audience, defining what makes that product different from your competitors. It's putting your stake in the ground in the market. It's about making informed decisions that guide your actions to achieve that business goal, to launch that product and achieve those goals, okay? That's strategy. Now, tactics are the actions and the tools that you use to execute that strategy, okay? That's, ads are actually a tactic, okay? Blog posts could be a tactic. Organic social media, a tactic. Email marketing, a tactic, okay? So there's a big difference. And so, yes, I still talk about ad strategy. I think it sounds way better than saying ad tactics. Um, But truly, your ads will perform so much better if you have your strategy, your big picture strategy in place. And I call that foundational marketing. Okay. And that is what we're going to talk about today. How to build a bulletproof marketing strategy for your business. All right, so let's just dive right in. Now, when we're working with clients, um, you know, people will will 
reach out to us and say, I want to run ads. And we're like, great. That's what we're good at. That's what we do. Perfect. But a lot of times we'll get into conversation with these businesses and realize, okay, you're not actually ready for ads because there's some of these foundational pieces that you don't yet have in place. And this is really important to the success of your advertising. Okay. I'm going to give just a couple really basic examples, but I think that everyone will be able to relate to this because probably everyone listening to this episode has been scrolling on Instagram late at night, one night, and has seen something that's like, Ooh, who is this person? I want to check her out right this second. (laughs) Okay. So you're on Instagram and you click on her uh, Instagram bio and you read it. And then you see that she has a link in bio. So you click on that and it has maybe a couple links that you can check out. Okay. How disappointing is it when those links are broken or there's no links or they don't really go anywhere for you to basically digitally stalk this person, right? I don't know about you, but when I see something new and exciting that I want to check out, it's like, it almost like tickles my brain and I just have to like, I have to scratch that itch, you know? And if I can't Google that person, find their website, find them on LinkedIn, something, I hit a dead end and my excitement just kind of poof, disappears. And then I move on and I forget, right? But if I can find some pieces to feed this like hunger for more information, then this person might have, might gain me as a follower. I might get on their email list, but it starts with being able to further investigate this person, right? Or this business or whatever. Okay. These pieces have to be in place in order for you to, to have be running successful ads. All right. So let's talk about a little bit of these pieces. A lot of people will say that websites are dead. You don't need a website. And I really beg to differ. This is one of the number one ways that people will digitally stalk you. Okay. And if you are going to have a website, then you might as well also have content posted on that website. Now, a lot of people are resorting just to social media being their content platform, and that might work for some businesses. I highly recommend, especially in this day and age when we've got chat GPT and all of the ways to repurpose content that you post on your website, maybe like a blog or something, as well as on social media, if that's what you want to do. People need to be able to find you, need to be able to discover more about you and dig almost like you're providing a rabbit hole for them to dig, okay, to get deeper and deeper and move further into that customer journey with you. That's how you develop a relationship with people, not just social media, not just email marketing, but some of that organic relationship building, that organic content as well, okay? Then, of course, I've already mentioned email marketing as well. You want a way for people to get on your email list, give them something free in exchange for their email address, and then continue to develop that relationship over time, right? By nurturing, sending those nurturing emails and and educational emails and, and all of that, right? Okay, so those are kind of the pieces that we need in place in order to allow people to digitally stalk us. That is kind of foundational. Okay. But let's go back even more because before you can create any of these, before you can, um, have any of these things in place, you really need to know your business goals. 
okay? Let's go back to that product that you're launching, okay? That might be what you want to set your goals around, okay? What is it that you're aiming to achieve? It could be that we want to launch this product to X number of people, that we want to make so many sales, that we want so many leads. I mean, most businesses want the sales, right? If we don't get sales, then we're not going to be in business much longer. But it can't just be about sales, okay? We need to include more metrics than just sales, okay? Then you need to identify who this is for, who this is for, who are your ideal customers, You have to know their needs, their behaviors, their desires, their preferences, okay? This will help tailor tailor all of those action items, all of those tactics to make sure that it really resonates with your audience on a deeper level. We all know, we've all experienced marketing that just felt very surface level. And you think to yourself, is this for me? I've gotten emails before that I'm like, was this meant to be sent to me? Like, I don't even feel like I know what they're talking about here. We don't want that. What a waste of energy, time, and money, right? To market to people who are thinking, is this for me? No, you want to know your customer so well that they immediately think, this is for me. It's obvious because you're either speaking to them in their own words about their own aspirations, their own goals, there are things that they love. You're meeting them in their own conversation in their head. That feels real. That feels like a friendship, a relationship. They know you or they know you, you know them, right? The next thing that you want to do is identify your internal strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Internal strengths and weaknesses. So you you might be familiar with the term SWOT analysis. So SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Okay? And that is where you are internally evaluating within your company your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Okay? And then you can do um, the same, same comparison. Now ChatGPT makes this really easy for your competitors, right? So you can do the same kind of SWOT analysis. You're not going to know the internal workings of your competitors, but you can do kind of an external strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats against your uh, competitors. This is going to help you guide your strategy so that you can really capitalize on your strengths, but also not ignore, but identify and address your weaknesses. Okay, you have to you have to know these things because I can't tell you how often people are actually not aware of their weaknesses and are trying to up level but those weaknesses are still there, right? You got to be aware. If you want to fix something, you've got to be aware. Now, here is a term that we use in copywriting a lot that I think is also very important when it comes to your strategy, and that is your unique value proposition. This is what makes you different than your competition. This is what makes you stand out, okay? It's also what resonates with your target audience, okay? Now, I gave this example, I think, a few episodes back and where I was talking about a contractor that was in my house working on my bathroom, and we were talking about what makes one contractor different from another. 
And okay, you know, every contractor could remodel bathrooms. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they don't want to, but let's just say a bunch of them do. Okay. What makes one contractor different and, and how does that message of, of being different resonate with the audience? Well, the example that I gave was this contractor never leaves the house in a mess, always cleans up before they leave, always on time, um, always shows up when they say they're going to show up and, and is on budget, right? These are things that differentiate this contractor from another. And these are things that resonate with his target audience because <laughs> they're all things that we want, right? What are the biggest things that people complain about? Contractor says they're going to show up and they don't show up. They're never on time. It's always messy. They don't care about my house the way I care about my house. And it's always more expensive than we thought it was going to be, right? So if you can identify what makes your brand stand out, what makes your brand different, you can't always be better. I want to make that clear. Better is not better. Different is better. Okay? Now, another thing you want to do is set some KPIs. KPIs key performance indicators. If you have a goal for your business and we're creating a strategy, then you got to have something to measure. How are you going to know when you're closer to your goal? How are you going to know when something needs to change or you need to pivot or you need to reevaluate, right? You need some KPIs. And of course, you need to choose your tactics. Now, this will be determined by your target audience. Okay, let's say that your target audience is, you know, 22-year-olds, okay? You got to choose the most suitable marketing channels for them. So will it be social media? Will it be paid advertising? Will it be TV commercials? Will it be attending live events? Will it be where are those, what did I say, 22-year-olds? Where are those 22-year-olds hiding? (laughs) Where are they? Actually, now that I think about it, they might actually be hiding. They might be hiding behind their phones in their in their uh, apartments. I don't know. And uh, so your tactics will be determined by your target audience, okay? What you discover about where they're hanging out, where you can find them. And then you want to create your content plan. So you need to put out, people need to be able to find you. You need a content plan that aligns with your strategy and also resonates with your audience, okay? And there is something to being consistent, whether you are a podcaster or you like to post on social media or you're a blogger. Yes, blogging is still a thing. Creating valuable content consistently, it helps build brand authority, okay? It helps engage your target customers and it gives you places to point them. Aside from just your ad where you're selling your thing or you have your opt-in, right? Extra content is always good. It's, it's like the education that they need before they buy your thing. So content is good. Now, the last thing that you need to do is probably allocate um, budget and the who's going to do it, the, the resources to execute the strategy. So this is everything that I've described to you is actually exactly what we do for our clients. We have a strategy package that we help our clients put all of these things 
into place. Okay. So we do a total online presence audit. We look at how people are finding them online. Are there any holes or gaps that need to be filled? We interview five of their customers and we help them develop that core message that really helps set them apart in their market. What makes them different than their competition? How can they stand out? From those interviews, we provide case studies that those clients can use in all of their materials, wherever, on their website, on social media. It's like testimonials or, or case studies that, um, that give some social proof, right? Then we create a six to 12 month content plan based on that core message and those business goals, as well as digging deep into the customer journey. So the know, like, and trust is great, but we also want to look at the buy, repeat, refer, right? Because if we can keep a customer or if we can get a customer and keep that customer happy, then they'll send us more customers. And we really want to make sure that our uh, clients are tapping into that as well, because it's more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to keep one. And if we can get them to refer, that's even more bang for our buck. And then we make growth recommendations based on all of our findings in our audit, everything that I've shared here, the um, core message, the client, when we're developing the client persona and so on. And we present that to our client. This is the strategy, the done for you strategy created, created for you, essentially. If this is something that you are interested in, then you can book a call to speak directly with me about creating a marketing strategy for your business. You can find an application to book that call at Jackie-Ellis.com slash strategy. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode helpful and till next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.